Do you have a tricky work problem that you need to solve? I have a great podcast recommendation for you featuring a pair of expert women. Whether you're just starting your career or a seasoned professional, check out Fixable, a podcast from TED. Hosted by Harvard professor Frances Fry and her wife, leadership coach Ann Morris, the brilliant duo provide honest, actionable advice to help you navigate everything from a gaslighting manager to returning to work after parental leave. They'll leave you feeling empowered and ready to act. Listen to Fixable wherever you get your podcasts. Recently, a Bossed Up podcast listener called in with a great career conundrum all about how to provide advice and encouragement to budding professionals without feeling used and burned when her prospective protégés completely ghosted her. Take a listen. I'm a longtime fan and listener in Washington, D.C. I often meet or speak with students and young alumni from my alma mater, as well as other professionals just starting out in order to support their career exploration. I know I wouldn't have gotten where I am today without the help of people who are willing to lend a hand, and I love to share what I've learned as well as connect people with new acquaintances and opportunities they might not otherwise have. However, more than once, I've had coffee or drinks with someone who asks me to connect them with another person or organization, but then I never hear back from them. No thank you note, no follow-up, nothing. I want to be helpful, but if someone isn't willing to follow up to say thank you for my time or energy... I don't feel particularly compelled to recommend them with other people in my network. Am I overreacting or is this a fair expectation to have before I connect someone with friends and colleagues? Madeline, this is a great career conundrum. So thanks for calling it in. And it's really at the center of today's boss tip. I love where your head is at because I totally want all of us to lift as we climb and support one another. But bossed up women, including those of us who find ourselves in the position of mentoring or counseling others along the way, must set clear boundaries for how we give back. So one thing to consider is to set limits on how many of these meetings you'll take. Perhaps you can justify mentorship meetings once a month or once a week. Whatever you mindfully make space for... Send the folks who ask for your counsel a simple Calendly link, Calendly being this great scheduling tool I'm obsessed with and use all the time, and you can set it up to just allow those folks to book time on your schedule during those limited hours when they're available. That way you know you're making yourself available to give back on the regular, but you can also protect the rest of your time too. Second, it's perfectly fine to ask more of the folks you choose to mentor. When I meet with people like this, I'm promising them a certain amount of my focused time and attention. The follow-up game is really up to them to pursue. So during our initial meeting, I'll typically drop a few names of people who I'd be willing to connect them with. And I tell them to first do their due diligence and look those folks up before I introduce them so they can be sure that, yeah, this is someone they'd be interested in being connected to. Otherwise, we run the risk of over-connecting people before they're sure it's what they really need and want. From there, I always ask the folks I mentor to send me a quick introductory paragraph that I should use when introducing them via email. This allows them to ensure that I'm introducing them by highlighting what's most important for their purposes, and frankly, it saves me the time, energy, and effort of writing up my own little explanation of who they are and why they'd like to connect. At the end of my mentorship meetings, I tell them I'll respond to their email when they send me those two things. 
a list of the folks that they vetted to make sure they want to be introduced to, and the blurb that I should use when making the connection. So you can actually set the expectation in your initial meetings that the follow-up game is really up to them. Finally, it's always best to opt for the double opt-in before introducing someone. By that, I mean email your contact or colleague first to get their permission to be connected. In the spirit of ensuring that none of us feel used while supporting other professionals on the rise, this is key. Before you CC everyone together, get permission to connect folks first. It's worth going the extra mile. I've written in the past about how I used to jump the gun and make this networking mistake, but it can earn you a reputation for taking your connections for granted. So don't make the same rookie error. And keep in mind, Madeline, that if the folks you mentor completely ghost on you after you've made time to give them advice, that's not about you, boo. That is on them. For now, I want to hear from you. What are your boss tips when it comes to being a power connector, being a broker of powerful connections and people and ideas without feeling used? Share your comments, suggestions, and tips of your own in the comments section at bossedup.org slash episode 105. That's bossedup.org slash episode 105. And on next week's Boss Tip podcast, we'll actually turn the tables on this question and answer another listener career conundrum about how to slay the follow-up game when you're the one asking to pick someone's brain over coffee. So stay tuned and keep bossing. Let's face it, speaking up at work can be really hard to do, especially for women and women of color. When the stakes are high and you've already worked so hard to just be the only woman in the room and you want to get everything right, you want to have all your facts and figures accurate before making your voice heard, it's just so much easier to stay silent instead. Researcher Deb Chahansky calls this loss of voice phenomenon. And it actually emerges in adolescent women at greater rates than men. And it sticks with us for the rest of our lives. Self-silencing behavior can actually become an unconscious habit unless we consciously engage in practicing our assertive communication skills. And we here at Bossed Up have set out to help women like you do just that. Speak Up, my live assertive communication course is back open for enrollment, and we're kicking off a new cohort launching this June. Over the course of eight life-changing weeks, you'll have access to interactive online curriculum and live weekly practice sessions where you, Irene and I, and a cohort of fellow Speak Up bosses who are owning their voice, overcoming the social messages that have taught us to keep silent, and really learning to strategically and assertively communicate when it matters most, we'll actually have the practice time to rewire our brains, create new neural pathways, and build better habits when it comes to speaking up with confidence and precision and assertively communicating in the workplace. Learn more and enroll today to secure your spot at bossedup.org speakup. That's bossedup.org speakup.